Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world as we broadcast on the Fringe FM. That's Fringe.fm, the Fringe FM application that you can download for free, talk stream live, the Paranormal Radio app, and the Secret Teachings dot info that's the secret teachings dot info where you can find a full list of our broadcasts all the shows you can download and stream them when you subscribe to the archive there's also a montage archive there you get access to and digital copies of each of my books all when you subscribe for a week or a month most people do that to support the show consistently or it's cheaper if you're looking for a discount to get a year subscription, and that will get you access to everything I mentioned, plus a physical copy of one of my books. And like some listeners, if you're interested in all three books, we do offer a discount to buy all three in a package deal. These are really big books. You can read reviews of them on the website. They're self-published now. Uh, I've pretty much done everything to get these books edited, uh, put together with... I mean, there's so much information in these books that I sometimes have to go back and or I have to try to remember, oh my God, I put that in the book. I, I forgot about that. We need to pull that out and do you know, another, another show on that or something. So lots of information in the books, and uh, they can be yours if you go to the website and grab a copy. It supports the show, helps to keep us on air Monday through Friday, five nights a week here on The Fringe. Of course, our Friday night show is usually reserved for our best of from the week. I've decided tonight to do a special broadcast. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, there is a huge story in the news that needs to be discussed. And uh, the second reason is I'm, I'm also out of town uh, in West Virginia for the weekend. And um, I thought, you know, we're only going to do an hour tonight. If you're listening this in the second hour, this is uh, just a, a repeat of the first hour. But the full hour will be in the archive and it will be made free even if you're not a subscriber. And... Uh, I didn't even know where we should start for tonight, so I thought, kind of like last night when we uh, we interviewed uh, the artist Topher, I realized that October is the month, the anniversary month, of when we began radio. When I first entered into a radio station and said, the first thing that I said on radio, which was, celebrity is the new religion, a um, long time ago, and uh, it was about... 2009, so about 12 years ago, and I, and I started radio after that the next year in 2010, and then I really got into professional radio about five and a half to six, six and a half years ago, something around around that time, uh, 
about five and a half to six years. So it's been a long time. And from the beginning, when we first started radio, um, I used to I used to do a lot of music. So last night, I thought we'd go back to our roots, and we um, we did an interview with uh, with a hip hop artist, a uh, uh, Billboard topping hip hop artist named Topher, and it just kind of fell into place. This huge news story that I need to share with you that it it it's one of those things that we've talked about since the beginning of radio. And one of those things that more than any other topic has been probably the most controversial of anything we've talked about, anything we've discussed on this show. It's the subject that I really can't define as a singular subject. It's a subject that is that is wide in its scope and um, not even necessarily that specific in its target. Uh, what I'm talking about is the subject of human abuse, let's call it human abuse and child abuse, human trafficking and child trafficking, and um, outright torture of, uh, of children at the hands of not only priests, but also at the hands of nuns and also at the hands of other members of the church and then branching out from there everywhere from social services to the Boy Scouts to doctors and teachers and politicians. Every time we hear one of these stories about children being abused in a church or by church officials, there's this quick and immediate reaction by media to condemn it, but also to whitewash it, cover it very quickly, and move on to the next topic. Now, maybe that's because it's a very uncomfortable thing to talk about. But that doesn't stop the media from reporting on other uncomfortable topics. Why is it that Anytime there's some horrible story about child abuse at the hands of the church, it's always addressed like that. And usually, if you read the reports and what victims say and you know, independent organizations that investigate these types of things, what you always find is what the media reports, no matter how horrific it is, it's always a whitewashed, sanitized version of what actually happened. And they might take out, you know, a few words, a few statements to make a, a really good headline, but they don't go into much more detail. I mean, for example, just the, the terminology, sex abuse. It's more than just sex abuse. The Associated Press reported on October 5th, earlier this week, that 330,000 children were victims of church sex abuse. Sex abuse. Now, obviously, they're children. So the fact that they're children who were victims of, quote, church sex abuse, I think elevates and amplifies the significance and the importance of this story. 330,000 children victims of church sex abuse. Even something like, quote, sex abuse is a sanitized and whitewashed version of events. 
And I don't know everything that happened to every one of these children going back 70 years, according to the Associated Press and according to a report from a commission um, that was issued just a few days ago. The president of that commission, Jean-Marc Savé, reported through his commission that 330,000 children were the victims of child abuse or church sex abuse. They were abused by priests and other clerics and the rest by church figures like scout leaders or camp counselors. They estimated that 216,000 people were abused by priests and other clerics. The remainder of the 330,000 minus the 216,000 were abused by church figures like camp counselors and scout leaders. 80% of the church's victims were boys. And of all the others, so 80% of the the total number of victims were boys uh, of those who worked directly for the church like priests. But for the remainder... 75% of the victims were little girls, those abused by camp counselors, scout leaders, and others who worked in league with the church. So when it comes to church officials, they are specifically targeting little boys. When it comes to those associated with the church, they are almost at the exact same rate specifically targeting little girls, according to this report. The figure includes abuses committed by some 3,000 priests and an unknown number of other people involved in the church. Now, here's the thing. This report is not worldwide. You might think, okay, 330,000 children abused over 70 years by the church. That's old news. It's not so old news. It's new news because this is strictly confined to investigations that were conducted by this commission just in France alone. So if you ever see that movie Spotlight, remember that movie Spotlight about the Boston Globe's investigation into priests, into the the, the church and their abuse of children, their raping of children, and there's a scene where the one priest says that it's Standard practice, he was raped, so he was just doing what everybody else did. And as they investigate in the movie, they find out that what's happening is their estimate for the number of priests involved was grossly an underestimate, that it was upwards of 6% or more of the priests just in Boston, just in the city of Boston, were pedophiles and predators. And that's an extremely high number just in Boston alone. And if you expand that outside of Boston, as they suggested in the movie, it, of course, grows exponentially very quickly. I mean, if you if you have if you have three hundred and thirty thousand victims just in France alone over 70 years, even if it were over for over 100 years, and there are literally three thousand priests just in France alone, three thousand Not 300, even that would be bad enough. 3,000 priests in France alone who have abused in some manner or another mostly little boys. And then those outside of the church working with the church like camp counselors who have abused almost exclusively little girls. 
again, just in France alone, expand that beyond the French borders, and you get, again, an exponential growth in the kinds of abuse and the, and the number of people that are involved doing the abuse and the people that have been abused. The commission that put all this together, they worked for two and a half years. They listened to victim testimony. They listened to witnesses. Uh, they looked over uh, church, court, police, and news archives starting from the 1950s. So this was, again, over a 70-year period. One of the victims, um, head of the Victims Association, uh, called Speak Out and Live Again, contributed to this investigation. His name, Olivier Savignac. And he said, quote, sometimes church officials did not denounce the sex abuses and even exposed children to risks by putting them in contact with predators. That is, of course, the standard doctrine of the church. We have told you that on this show long before this was even a professional radio show. I've had guests on like Kevin Annett who have told you the exact same thing. This is standard practice, standard policy in the church. You get caught touching a little kid. You get caught diddling a little boy, a little girl. They move you from one location to the next, and the process continues. I can tell you this. I just read a story that um, police officers... Uh, who have conducted um, themselves in, in poor ways, uh, will in some, some places, like um, I believe it was uh, Chicago, they will not be allowed to uh, just be moved from police station to police station. And, uh, you know, that's something that, okay, it's uh, police do, do things that are, that are illegal, and um, obviously, a lot of the times we don't see the perspective of the police. We just see the outcome. But, you know, the church does this at such a high rate that one wonders why our focus is on police when our focus really should probably be, as a society, if we're really going to be concerned about something that's, that's affecting people, on, on, especially children, Where's that concern for, for for the church? I mean, sure, police departments move people around and police chiefs and others, they protect their own butt. But what about uh, what about all the priests? I mean, just in Pennsylvania alone or just in New York alone, any, pick a state, any state. I mean, my God, type in the headline, 300 predator priests, 300 predator priests, exposed by grand jury in Pennsylvania. A two-year investigation going back to 2016, because this was reported in 2018, uncovered abuses spanning roughly six decades in the Diocese of Allentown, Erie, Greensburg, Harrisburg, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So going back that far, over half a century, in dioceses of several different cities in Pennsylvania, including Scranton, Pennsylvania, hundreds of, quote, predator priests were uncovered. And this is just what could be absolutely proven that these priests were involved in abusing these kids. And when you read those stories, you find something very 
interesting. You find that they didn't just abuse the kids. They did more than abuse the kids. In the same way that this article from the Associated Press says 330,000 children victims of church sex abuse, going back to what I said a moment ago, that's a whitewash of what was actually happening. It's a whitewash because when you read the testimony of some of these witnesses or some of these victims, when you read testimony or you read some of the the things that the victims of, of these priests or other people in the church, what they say, what they claim, a lot of times they are identical to the claims of others that have been made at different times and that, you know, generally speaking, are kind of unknown to the public. There's a standard practice in the church. It's not just about abusing little boys or abusing little girls. It goes beyond that. Because what was happening in Pennsylvania wasn't just that they were touching little boys or touching little girls. They always make it seem like it was less severe than it was. Some priest, you know, was was reading a Bible story to a kid and then, you know, the priest got an erection and he, he asked the kid, you know, hey, can you can you touch this? It wasn't like that. It was more like priests were giving little boys little totems. They were giving them necklaces, like little crosses. And the little totems, the little crosses, the little you know pieces of jewelry that they gave the kids identified those kids in regards, in regards and relationship to the, their abuser. So other members of the church knew, okay, that's so-and-so's child. I can't touch them. They were identifying these children as owned pieces of property to be abused by an individual who essentially owned them as their master. That is literally, that is mainstream news, literally what was happening in Pennsylvania uh, dioceses and churches. But not only that, because another story just came out from Yahoo News, from the Associated Press story, that the AP didn't bother to report on, one of the things that was happening to these kids was that they were being raped. And not just raped, they were being raped with religious objects. Little girls were being raped. I know you might not want to hear this. This is, again, mainstream news. Little girls were being raped with crosses. Female pedophilia in the church was just as rampant as male pedophilia in the church. Again, it's not men or women. It's sick predators who prey on the innocent and the weak. They don't care necessarily outside of preference if you're a little boy or a little girl. But not only did nuns, according to this report, which comes from France and this commission in France, Nuns used crucifixes to, quote, rape little girls or they forced, and I don't know how this works and I've been trying not to figure it out in my head, forced little boys to have sex with the little girls. We're talking kids under the age of, in most cases, under the age of 14, under the age of 10. We're talking kids as young as five or six uh, kids that are, you know, uh, from from very, very young up to 13, 14 years old. I mean, how, maybe it's the older kids, but how do you 
how does that happen with a with a six year old? How do you force a six year old boy to have sex with a with a four year old girl? I, I, this is this one story of a girl named Marie, and I don't think that's her real name, obviously for privacy reasons. She said she was asked to come into um, the this room with the nun who would pull these girls out of class in school and say that she needed help with performing mass. But everybody knew that she was just looking for a victim. So she took this girl, put her on her knees to make uh, her read the gospel according to St. Paul. This is a quote. She would put me on her knees to make me read the gospel according to St. Paul or another saint while she squeezed me with one hand to her chest and pulled down my panties with the other hand. We were, of course, in pleated skirts and not in pants. It terrified me and paralyzed. And then she said, when she told her parents, and this is what I've told you, this is what Kevin Anand has told you, this is what so many people on this show have told you over the years, she told her parents, and her parents not only didn't believe her, they called her a pervert and a vicious liar and said, how dare you say such things? And when this girl turned 35 years old, she told her mother again about the abuse, and her mother she says, quote, blissfully told me that it was impossible for a nun to whom she entrusted her daughter to abuse a girl. Yet, the abuse took place. Maybe you can say, well, you don't know if the abuse took place. Well, then why are all these people making these stories up? Is it, This is a concerted effort to bring the church down by a bunch of random people conspiring. I don't think it's a bunch of random people conspiring. However, these stories can be used to bring the church down. And I think that's part of this that goes beyond these reports. There's something even evil or responsible for this abuse in the church and using this abuse as an excuse to discredit and destroy the church and therefore God. I think that's a huge part of this as well. And I'm going to tell you more about that when we come back from break right here on the Secret Teachings radio broadcast special Friday night edition, October 8th, 2021. Stay with us. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients 
ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though, but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see in the observations that we make on The Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. I understand his recent departure from St. Brendan's may be related to this problem. I wonder if Father Gagan should not be reduced to just weekend work while receiving some kind of therapy. You know how grateful I am to you for your constant concern. Sincerely yours and our Lord, Most Reverend John M. Darcy, Auxiliary Bishop of Boston, December 7th, 1984. An Auxiliary Bishop, Rosa? That's incredible. He broke ranks. I mean, when did Gallant write her letter? 1984. And Law just ignored it. How do you ignore that freaking letter? We got him. You can't read these letters and think anything else. It's proof. Yeah, it is. This is good work. Should we take it up to Ben? Uh, no, not yet. Why not? We got law. This is it. No, this is law covering for one priest. There's another 90 out there. Yeah, and we'll print that story when we get it, but we got to go with this now. No, I'm not going to rush the story, Mike. We don't have a choice, Robbie. If we don't rush to print, somebody else is going to find these letters and butcher this story. Joe Quimby from the Herald was at the freaking courthouse. So we'll write a holding story and we'll keep our eye on the Herald. Keep our eye on the Herald? They yeah. run this and they get it wrong. The church will bury it. We, we got to do this now. Mike, Mike. What? Why, why are we hesitating? Barron told us to get law. This is law. Barron told us to get the system. We need the full scope. That's the only thing that will put an end to this. 
Then let's take it up to Ben, let him decide. We'll take it to Ben when I say it's time. It's time, Robbie! It's time! They knew, and they let it happen! Two kids! Okay? It could have been you, it could have been me, it could have been any of us. We gotta nail these scumbags. We gotta show people that nobody can get away with this. Not a priest or a cardinal or a freaking pope. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio right here on the Fringe FM. I love that scene from the movie Spotlight. They knew and they let it happen. They let it happen to freaking kids. Scary thing is, it's still happening. It didn't stop 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's happening today. It'll happen tomorrow. It'll happen next week. And obviously, whether you're a member of the church, any church, or you just don't want to talk about such a horrible subject, doesn't mean that it's not happening. You can deny it. You can attempt to censor it, but it is happening. And over the years here on The Secret Teachings, we've been telling you that it's happened. And we've been telling you things that go beyond the official acknowledgement and beyond the whitewashing that is that official acknowledgement. Where mainline news reports like this one from the Associated Press will say that 330,000 children were victims of church sex abuse, according to a report published by a commission in France. 330,000 children involved over 70 years from the 1950s up until 2020, 2021, roughly. Of those children, 216,000 were abused by priests and other clerics. Of those, 80% were boys. Of the remainder of the 330,000 minus the 216,000 Most were little girls, and they were abused by a more broader range of figures, including scout leaders and camp counselors that worked with the church. One of the people working on the commission and head of a victim's association called Speak Out and Live Again, Olivier Savignac, said, Sometimes church officials did not denounce the sex abuses, and even expose children to risks by putting them in contact with predators. Exactly. That's what they've always done. They've moved them from parish to parish and attempted to cover up the crimes. That was discussed in that movie Spotlight as well. And I'm not relying on Spotlight for my information. I'm reading these reports. I'm reading these these news articles. I'm reading the victim testimony. I'm reading uh, what witnesses have said. And far beyond implying that it's just worse than whitewashing, think about what happened after this grand jury report in Pennsylvania identified 300, quote, predator priests. And they were in dioceses in Allentown, Erie, Greensburg, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and Scranton, And these priests were not only raping children or torturing children, they were doing things like making the children, is one of the things that I remember reading in in, in a a report, they made a little boy 
who was identified by a necklace and other the other kids were identified by necklaces they made a little boy stand naked nude on a bed and mock the crucifixion of Christ now you don't have to be a christian to recognize the pure dark evil in the person or persons who did who were involved or who covered up that type of abuse that's not even physical abuse that is mental abuse that is ritualistic abuse that is psychological abuse beyond the physical abuse it's no wonder these people have ptsd it's no wonder these people don't want to speak about it because in a lot of cases even your parents won't believe you think about that for a second let that sink in this isn't just a priest showing a kid his ding-dong these are nuns that are also raping these little kids this isn't just a priest or a nun raping a little child they are literally tagging them and branding them with identifying markers so other members of the church know who belongs to who who you don't touch and who you can have access to and in the case of this french report Nuns were using crucifixes to rape little girls. As much as I would like to say, don't think about that too much, I think you should try to, try to imagine that in a sick, sadistic, twisted, horrible, evil way. Nuns were raping little girls with crucifixes, or, according to a report, they were forcing little girls under the age of 13, some much younger, to have sex with little boys who they were also forcing to have sex with the little girls. These aren't just cases where you're just hanging out with your local priest and his pants fall off. They have intentionality. They are predators, as the grand jury report found in Pennsylvania, and that's just in Pennsylvania. These people are prolific. They are organized. They have a doctrine. They know exactly what they are doing. They have, apparently, rituals that they use to carry out the abuse. So it's not just sex abuse. As bad as it is, it's not just rape. It's beyond that. It's using religious symbols to torture the children. Raping little girls with crucifixes. Forcing little boys to stand naked and mock the crucifixion of Christ? You don't have to be a Christian to recognize that's beyond effed up. You don't have to be a Christian to recognize that's the work of some very, very dark force. Again, this isn't just a priest or a nun touching a little kid. And as bad as that is, this isn't just whitewashing rape, so it sounds like abuse. This is literally using a cross to rape a little child. A cross this is literally using the image of Christ on the cross as a religious icon, as a religious symbol to abuse psychologically these little kids. This is beyond effed up. This is beyond whitewashed. This is extremely, extremely dark. And when you go into that area of the investigation, you find that this is more paranormal and this is more esoteric and occult even than it is a, a gross abuse of innocence. 
And when you get into those areas of the esoteric and the occult, you realize the people that are doing this can be compared and are akin to some of the, the darkest stories you've read, fictional or otherwise, of black magicians and sorcerers. You know, the story of a Bluebeard, for example, you know, murdering children, covering the, the floor of the home in, in, in children's blood, drinking the blood of a child, sacrificing children. They're still doing it today. They're doing it in the diocese. They're doing it in the church. They're doing it in the basement. They're doing it, you know, anywhere and everywhere. And it's not just in Boston. It's not just in Pennsylvania. It's in France. In France alone, over a quarter million children in 70 years were tortured, were raped, were abused in these ways and others that I'm sure we'll never find out. So if it's all just made up, which I doubt anybody thinks it's all just made up, if it were just all made up or kind of all made up, you would expect that there would be an inconsistency and a flaw in the reporting of this information. You would expect the church to not respond to it. But the church responds by saying, we'll pay off the victims. Or you can meet alone with a priest. In some cases, uh, the pope, uh, a previous pope, I think, wanted to meet with some of the victims in private to discuss a settlement. That I believe that was at the Vatican. So, Clearly, the church is beyond aware of this. They've acknowledged it over and over and over again, and they always try to downplay it and whitewash it. And when the news finally gets a hold of it, they still pull back their punches. These people are raping children with religious iconography physically, and they're raping children with religious iconography mentally. What does that tell you about the person, man or woman, priest, clerk, or nun, camp counselor or boy scout or girl scout that is involved in these types of practices. Also saw this in the newspaper a couple of weeks ago was waiting for a show that it would be appropriate to mention it on the Bishop panned for his role in Boston sex abuse scandal has finally died at 86 years old. You know, the movie spotlight, the Boston sex abuse scandal, John McCormack, Boston's clergy and sex abuse scandal. He was involved in that, and he led the New Hampshire's diocese during its own series of abuse investigations. McCormick, in the 1990s, averted unprecedented criminal charges against the New Hampshire diocese by agreeing that it had harmed children by moving abusive priests from parish to parish. Precisely what we've been telling you, precisely what you saw in the partial fiction, partial nonfiction movie Spotlight, something that our guests have told you over the years, something that if you've listened to this show, I don't need to tell you we've told you that. You know that. You might have known that before you ever tuned into this show. And if you never listened to this show and you think I'm sitting here trying to vindicate myself, I'm not. I'm simply saying for years, I have discussed this on the show, and for years I have received criticism and, and, and negative feedback from networks. We have been removed from networks because of our conversations on this topic when we're reading mainline news reports. One network in particular, the Dark Matter Radio Network, and this was before Art Bell passed away, and I, I liked Art Bell, but this was before he passed away, Art Bell and Keith Rowland removed us from the network, Keith Rowland directly removed us from the Dark Matter Radio Network because I, quote, refused to censor, end quote, 
the content of my show pertaining to this subject. I have all the emails. I've even published those emails from Keith Rowland and from the Dark Matter Radio Network. And I don't think, you know, Keith's a terrible person, but they wanted no mention of this on their network, which you can say, well, fine, that's their network, no big deal. But the way that they handled it, they said, where's the evidence? We sent them the evidence. We sent them the proof, everything we talked about. And then it was, well, still don't talk about it because it's, it's libel. It's slanderous. And I said, how's it libel or slanderous, slanderous when I'm reading victim testimony, when I'm reading eyewitness testimony, when I'm reading mainline news, when I'm reading reports from local news? Why is that slanderous or why is that offensive? I mean, so anyway, long story short, we have been ruthlessly attacked because of our coverage of this. And I wonder when when people are concerned about, you know, things like social justice and police brutality and moving police from department to department because they've done something wrong and it's all a cover up, like the 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 level of concern for that grossly outweighs the level of societal concern for the subject of children and others being abused, raped, tortured, and used in rituals by priests and other members of the church, including those who work with the church. I mean, this goes beyond the commission in France. This goes beyond the the, the, the truth commission in the UK. This goes beyond Canada and the United States. This goes beyond Italy. This goes beyond Rome. This is beyond a single isolated location. This is places like Italy outside of the church where Italian police arrested 18 people in 2019, including social workers, psychologists, and a mayor who were involved in a network to brainwash children into believing their parents had abused them in order to take the children away from the parents. 2020, just last year, 30,000 people were found to have been taking part in a child abuse network. Justice Minister for the North Rhine-Westphalia State, Peter Beisenbach, said, quote, we need to recognize that child abuse is more widespread online than we previously thought. And then the huge report from the New Yorker back in July of this year, the German experiment that placed foster children with pedophiles. Government approval in Germany. They were placing children, foster children, with pedophiles. Same practice in Italy, they were tricking and manipulating and brainwashing, quote-unquote, children to defy their parents, to lie about their parents, and to justify, through psychologists, the social worker involvement that would remove the children from the home and place them into, probably because of money, place them into other homes where they could be abused and, I would assume, trafficked apparently sanctioned by the mayor of this area of Italy. I forget the name of the town. Here's another report. 2020, 100,000 sexual abuse claims filed against the U.S. Boy Scouts. Here's another one. 2020, German nuns, back to the nuns, German nuns were paid to drag children to be sexually abused by predatory Catholic priests, according to 
court documents. This was in Germany as well, and this was relating to the time period between the 1960s and the 1970s. And it all kind of has this similar feel to something that is outside of the church, but very cult-like. That is the story of Allison Mack and Keith Raniere and the cult in upstate New York called Nexium. This was published in Variety, June of this year. Here's what it says. Allison Mack provided federal prosecutors with an audio tape that helped convict sex cult leader Keith Raniere, in which Raniere and Mack have a chilling discussion about how to brand his slaves, according to prosecutors and a memo that was written by those prosecutors. They have the audio of it, and there's physical evidence of women who have been branded with an initial for both Keith Raniere and Allison Mack, who the media has been much softer on because she's a woman, even though the top financier of Nexium was a woman, although Allison Mack was a major recruiter as a woman for the cult. It's still somehow a women's rights issue or a women's march issue, and there's no mention that it was financed and organized by two women. And of course, you know, we've had Kevin Annan on to talk about the school children found at indigenous school sites in Canada. 751 back in June 2021. Another report right after that, 215 children at the Kamloops Indian Residential School. And that, of course, is part of the Catholic Church. You have the story in Pennsylvania about the predator priests. I mean, you know, you just listen to these stories. I mean, I have the article right here. Um, This is from uh, CBS Pittsburgh. And here is what the this is this is what the attorney general said. Uh, attorney general Pennsylvania said one boy was forced to stand on a bed in a rectory, stripped naked, and pose as Christ on the cross for the priests. They took photos of their victim, adding them to a collection of child pornography, which they produced and shared on church grounds. It also says. According to the Attorney General, the priests gave their favorite boys gifts, gold crosses to wear as necklaces. The crosses were markings of which boys had been groomed for abuse. So they literally, just read this back, when this article came out a couple of years ago, USA Today, uh, CBS, others reported on it, Grand Jury out of Pennsylvania, they had little boys that were branded with gold crosses that they wore similar to the physical branding in the Nexium cult. Those brandings, those little talismans identified the child to other members of the church, these gold necklaces. And one boy, just one we know of for sure, was forced to stand on a bed naked and pose as Christ on the cross. Then pictures were taken of him and added to a collection of child pornography that was shared on church grounds with others. And then, out of France, another story recently, just this week, a commission released thousands of pages from interviews, documents, etc. Over 70 years in France, hundreds of thousands of children abused, by church 
members directly by the clergy, by priests, mostly boys, outside of that by scout leaders and camp counselors, mostly girls. And some of the nuns were raping little girls with crucifixes, similar to the mocking of Christ on the cross. This is organized pedophilia. This is organized human and child trafficking, sex abuse, rape, torture, physical and mental abuse. This is evil. This is demonic. This You call it whatever you want to call it. This is some dark stuff, and it's from Germany to Pennsylvania. It's from Canada to South America. It's all over the world. Why? Because it's a standard practice. It's a practice to do this to children. It's a practice to convince the parents through the holiness of the church so even when the children go to the parents, the parents won't believe it, just like in the movie Spotlight. The person said, um, you know, my mom put out freaking cookies for the priest, knowing that the priest had abused the child. The mom put out cookies for the priest. You rape the child, you get cookies. This is systemic. Everybody's always talking about systemic this, systemic that. This, this is systemic in the church. This is rampant in the church. These people are predators who you wouldn't want to be around as an adult, let alone let your children be around them. And that's just the church. And you move to social media. You move to child entertainment, kid entertainment, young adult entertainment, magazines, books, TV shows, movies. From cuties on Netflix to the type of garbage that you see on TikTok. It's like the introduction to the show, that clip that I play from the X-Files, where Mulder and Scully go to a school, and there's the presence of the devil, and these three people, or three or four teachers are trying to, to suppress the, the presence of the devil. And they say that you know the, the, the evil people that do this type of thing, they, they, they target children through you know, music and movies and books. They prey on children's innocence, and that's exactly what they do in the church, just as much as they do it in social media. They do it in TV shows. That's why from coast to coast in the United States, they're teaching children not only CRT, they're giving out homosexual pornography to children in places like Texas, accessible to children in libraries. And hardly any radio show will ever mention this, but this is exactly what happened in Weimar, Germany, where access to pornography was particularly advanced through sexual institutes like Hirschfeld Sexual Institute, where they would just lace society and culture with pornography, homosexuality. This was, by the way, before homosexuality was really a thing. This is where transvestites came from. That's what the word, it's German. This was all created by weird, extremist mostly Marxist sexual institutes that degraded families, ripped families apart, and sexualized children to remove the family entirely from its structural unit, take the children away, and abuse them and raise them to be what these priests are like. Another generation of abusers. This is a sick, satanic, and you don't have to be Christian to say it, a sick, satanic cult. And beyond that, these are the same six satanic cult members that then say the church is evil and the church needs to be stopped when it's not the church 
And it's not God in a moral sense. What this is, is evil infiltrating holy places to overturn and to degrade those concepts, those beliefs, those, those values. In the same way that people that are pushing CRT and racism and everything systemic racism and white supremacy, the people that are pushing that are of the same ideology, historically, that were responsible for the racism and the systemic racism and the white supremacy and the slavery. That is the extreme Democratic Party, particularly of the South and the Ku Klux Klan. They are the responsible people for these horrible things in society. And now they've rebranded themselves with things like the 1619 Project, which is on its face a fraud. It's the same thing in the church. The people that are evil in the church are there to bring the church down. And like in the Soviet Union, religion had to be eradicated. In any authoritarian state, global or more national, has to be eliminated because there can be no power greater than the state. Religion has to be done away with through any and all means. That's why I think the media is willing to report on these horrible abuses by hands of priests and others. Why? Because, well, it degrades the church. It fulfills a political agenda. And now the church is just promoting all these horrible things anyway in terms of the Catholic church. So discredited. And you don't need to be part of institutional religion. You don't need to be part of any of this to find God or whatever. But they're doing it to destroy the church, to, to, to erode trust in the church from forced vaccines, even though they were manufactured uh, in, in experiments with aborted fetal tissue, to the idea that basic Catholic values don't matter anymore, to the church pandering to the public to say, we're sorry that kids were raped and tortured by priests. It's one gigantic hoax, one gigantic scam, one gigantic joke. And we're all the butt of that joke. We don't realize that this is more than just, oh my God, horrible things going on. No, they're not just abusing kids. They're not just raping kids. They're making kids stand naked and mock the crucifixion like the singer Poppy does in her, in her songs and her music. They're having kids do that and then take pictures to share in a network of child pornography in the church. They're raping little girls, nuns are, nonetheless, with crucifixes and forcing little kids to have sex with each other. That's what's happening. This isn't from Reddit or 4chan, and we don't need Snopes to check it. This is mainline news. And when you read deeper into it, you find all these horrible things that correlate, that are parallel, and you realize this is a scam. This is fraud. This is far beyond that evil in a way that most people can't comprehend. And the church, just like the media and so many others, not only knew, but they did nothing about it. And when they know today, and they're still doing nothing about it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Grab a copy of one of my books. Subscribe to the archive to support the show. www.thesecretteachings.info Stay safe, stay informed. Have a really good weekend, and we will talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive 
while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.